Well, good evening. Uh, once again, welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church, uh, our third night of revival. Uh, I'm not going to say it's our final night of revival because we're going to continue to be revived as we go on. Um, so it's our third night of revival. Any praises, prayer requests? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, any others? Okay. Any others? Okay. Okay. Um, Roger. Amen. Um, amen. Uh, add uh, Sarah Williams to the prayer list. Uh, that's Harold Hudgens' daughter. And y'all know Harold that came in, my buddy from Bennettsville that came and sang. Uh, she was in a car wreck day before yesterday on I-95 in uh, Florence. And there was a two-car collision. The man driving the other car passed. Uh, Sarah has had two emergency surgeries. Uh, Harold said that uh, that they were able to do the second surgery this morning. She's in her room resting. Uh, the doctor said that she should make a full recovery. And, and Harold said, tell everyone that I serve a big, big God. And so... Uh, You've heard Harold saying, you've heard him talk, and he likes to pick about me, and uh, he likes to laugh, And but Harold loves the Lord, and he called out for us to pray, and so just add him to your list and pray for her for a speedy recovery. Uh, are there any others? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you, and we thank you. We thank you for this day. Lord, we ask you to, uh, to guide us as we go forward. We lift up those that were mentioned tonight, uh, those that were in automobile accidents, those that the families are struggling and need prayer. And Lord, the friends of friends of our, our, our members, Lord, we, we lift them up to you. Lord, those who are on the unspoken, those who we know and don't know that you know, Lord, we pray for them also. We ask you, Lord, to intervene in the circumstances in our lives so that they can come to you and know that, that you are the answer. You are the sustainer. You are the hope of all things. Lord, we ask you to open your word up to us tonight. May the sounds we make here tonight be joyful to your ear. We ask you to pour your spirit out on this place. Lord, fill us with it so that we can walk it out into a dark and dangerous world that needs you. You're the answer to all this. The struggles, the depressions, uh, the uncertainty, the fears, uh, the, the way society is, Lord, you are the answer. Yes, you are. We cannot do this without you. Lord, so tonight, 
We humbly come before you. We ask you, Lord, to lift up Brother Eugene as he brings the word. Lord, let us apply it to our lives. If we need to be cut, let it cut us. If we need to be healed, let it heal us. And if we need to be saved, let it save us. Lord, we love you and we ask all this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Our next hymn is page 225, 225. There's power in the blood. I'll stand.
baby. Um, do Amazing Grace.
All right, you can take a deep breath, relax, the anxiety's over. You did an excellent job. Uh, um, that's, a, uh, <laughs> that's a gift from God. And uh, so we're getting ready. We're getting ready to get the, the next message uh, from Brother Eugene. And uh, he and I were sitting over there talking, and we got to talking about back in the day. Yeah, um, and... Uh, uh, talked about some of the teachers we had and, and some of the friends we had. Uh, and so uh, I know that a couple of them, even though they live far off, they, they follow us here. So uh, I know they're pulling for us. I know they're praying for us. And uh, it, it's amazing to me, and I'm going to share a little bit with you. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I went to Eisenhower. And the guys that all the guys that I ran around with, we went we went to Ives Memorial, and uh, uh, mainly we went there because there was a lot of pretty girls. And uh, but uh, they had a youth group, and it was big. And, and uh, um, they had this, uh, and I know y'all have heard me say this before. They had a, now it'd be called Contemporary Christian Band. Uh, then it was called, uh, I, I don't know what you call it. It, was just, it wasn't gospel, but they were, the words of the songs were, were very, very uh, uh, um, God-breathed. And so they had this concert there, and uh, that's the night that, uh, that I had to get to the altar. Um, I knew that I couldn't leave that building without having accepted Christ as my Savior. Uh, there was no way that I could die and go to hell. I had to have some relief. And uh, little did I know because I called up in my sin and, and my um, repentance and acceptance of Christ uh, that that night 18 of us got saved. You know, uh, and today... Those of us that are still alive are serving in churches, not only in the county, but across not only the state of North Carolina, but across the United States. We're all still active uh, in the church. And uh, uh, who knew the legacy of, I don't even remember the name of the band. All I know is they looked like me and they sounded like me. They had long hair, you know, they were cool. Uh, but they preached the gospel. You know, and so uh, it, it resonated. Uh, like you talked about, you know, I heard the call that was a whisper. And uh, at the time as they, that, that service went on, it became a shout in my ear. Uh, and uh, I had to react. And so with that, you know, I, I was doing my thing. I thought learning about Christ. Well, my brother was already way ahead. Uh, you know, we go through high school. Eugene's having Bible study at high school. I'm playing football and baseball. You know, uh, uh, Eugene's preaching the gospel, and, and I'm playing football and baseball. Uh, um, I called up. <laughs> you know, I called up at God's time, not mine. You know, and uh, but with that, uh, I'm gonna turn it over to to my to my good friend, my classmate, my brother, uh, Eugene. Thank you, brother. Yep. 
Let me grab this mic. See if it's on. Yeah. Testing one, two, three. Okay. Got it. Maybe not. <laughs> it's got a low battery anyway. Testing one. There you go. That's it. That's it. I want to thank God that He saved Brother Jerry. Um, we do go way back, and we did have the same teacher, and and we played football. We did a lot of good things together. But uh, Pinecrest, I got saved when I was in Pinecrest. As a matter of fact, going to Pinecrest, and. Uh, not in the I, I was saved at a church but I was going to Pinecrest and I went to the principal and uh, I asked him I said is there any way we could start a Bible study uh, right here on on the grounds you know I've got some folks that would like to have just a a, a time before class to go and, and read the Bible <clears throat> and he said Mr. McMillan he, he told me he said I will allow it as long as you don't run into the time. When the bell rings, you've got to go to class. I mean, you know, and, and there was no other stipulations. We just, we go in, he, he, he told us where we could go, and we had Bible study at Pinecrest. I mean, and then uh, they've let us go into Union Pines. Uh, when I was at Emmanuel, we would go to Union Pines and have a service on Wednesday morning before class started. And uh, the hall would be full of people coming in off the bus and everything. And, and we had the music pumping there in the, uh, right, right there in the auditorium where everybody came in. And uh, we just preached the gospel there. So I thank God for the platforms he's given us. I thank God he has called you into the, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. It's it's powerful, and we we didn't know where we would be at the time, but when you follow the Lord, He'll He'll put you in a place and give you a platform to use for His glory. Amen. I thank y'all for letting me come this week. I've enjoyed myself in the Lord and meeting you. Uh, I did see some new faces this time, and uh, but most of you I had known before, and I'm just glad you're sticking with the stuff and you're getting in here and praising God together and I thank God for the talent man y'all she pulled out a guitar up here and it was it was a little baby guitar well it was a ukulele I think <laughs> I have to praise God you know God has all kind of instruments out there but the greatest instrument I believe he's given us is our voice sing unto the Lord praises unto God and give up make a joyful noise like the brother said <laughs> make a joyful noise I want you to take your Bibles, if you will, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, praise God, again thank you for your hospitality, uh, your love gift, everything you've done for me this week, your prayers and support coming to the house of God, it means so much, amen. I want to preach tonight about what the devil saw in the upper room there at Pentecost because God had called his children, his disciples and the followers that he had at that time. He said, I want you to go and tarry in Jerusalem 
Terry in the upper room told him where to go and everything and said, wait upon the Lord. He said, and you shall be endued with power from on high. You know, that's revival. It's when we can be endued with power from on high. I remember getting saved, and it was like putting my fingers in a wall socket. I was just so charged with the electricity of God's power when God saved me. I knew it was real, and I knew my life uh, had to change. And uh, but it took it don't ta- you don't change everything don't change overnight. You know, I had a bad mouth, and and it took a little while for that to to uh, be sanctified by the Lord, but. Thank God I didn't rob banks. I didn't, you know, do a lot of things, but I was still on my way to hell. And thank God he can save us. But in that upper room, there were 120 pregnant believers. In other words, they were so ready for something to happen. They were ready to be delivered, okay? And, you know, is that not where our nation needs to be right now. We we need to be ready to be delivered. I know a woman that's that's pregnant. Uh, she has cravings. And I believe the, the 120 that was in the upper room, their cravings was for whatever God said, Jesus had told them to go and wait for this power. Didn't tell them when it would happen or even how it would happen, but he told them where to go get it. Amen? So, uh, if I tell you where there's a good restaurant, you know, you can't eat it at home. I mean, you got to go. you got to go where it's at. And people want a breakthrough. They want a breakthrough. But you got to pray through to get a breakthrough. And that's what the 120 were doing in the upper room. They were praying through until it happened. Until God moved on the scene. And you know, they've been living up under the law to this very moment. They've been living under the law. But now this was the day of grace. And so, sister, that song you sang was just so important to what I'm saying because we enter into grace the day that Pentecost became available to the, to the church. Because see, that's when the church was born on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. And Jesus came, uh, praise God, not to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. And he did that. He did that on the cross. And then he sent the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Some would like to prefer calling him the Holy Spirit. Uh, my first name's Matt. My second name's Eugene. They call me either one as long as you call, don't call me too late for supper. Okay, hallelujah. Amen. But you know, I thank God that it happened. And those that weren't there missed it. Because you you got to believe this. It's possible. Now, I'm not saying this is scripture. But I just know that when people don't see something happen pretty quick, they get discouraged and they kind of slip out. Okay, and and I wonder if there wasn't more than 120 to begin with on that first day. But it come down to the real deal. The people that really wanted what Jesus said they could have. So I thank God for this church because you've stuck in here and you've been praying and you've been believing for for whatever God has in store next for, for Deep Creek. Hang in there. 
COVID tried to push you out, tried to keep, tried to make you doubt. But here comes my shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to believe God's got something ordered for us. He ordered the Holy Ghost to come. Okay? He told him, I'm going to send a comforter. He said, I'll go away, but I'm going to send a comforter. And that's who he was. The Holy Ghost of God on the day of Pentecost. Stand with me and let's read a few of the verses. Verse, uh, let's go through. Um, one through four. Let's just read that. Chapter two of Acts. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, fully come, you know, in other words, didn't happen on the eighth day, didn't happen on the ninth day. It took ten days. Ten days. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Praise God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that we can't water it down and try to alter it or change it. Because, Lord, it, then it becomes deluded. It becomes uh, unusable and tr not trustworthy. I thank you, God, for this precious book. And Lord, I praise you, God, for this people that have come to hear the word of God tonight. And Lord, help us to all see what the devil saw on the day of Pentecost. In Jesus' name, and we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The devil saw some things in the upper room if you could just imagine him raising his ugly head and looking in the window in that upper room what did he see let me say this first of all that God will not dispatch his assistance until you're walking in his assignment he will assist you but not while you're sitting and doing nothing but when you get up and walk, take those steps of faith into the assignment he's given you, then you receive the assistance to go through it. So in other words, their assignment was Terry in the upper room. Terry, wait for the promise of my father. You know what God promises? He don't, he don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have told you that. God never has to go back and say, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. When he promises a thing, when he declares a thing, it shall come to pass. It will not fall to the ground. His word will accomplish that which he has sent for it to accomplish. And I know that to be the truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here was the 50th day because Jesus had walked the face of the earth for 40 days. After his resurrection, he appeared to 500 brethren at one time. He appeared to his disciples. And then when he came the, the next time, Thomas was there. I mean, Peter, different ones. He, he appeared to the Emmaus boys uh, on the road to Emmaus. Hey, he, he was picture proof that he had risen from the dead. But on the 40th day, he's, he's rising back up to the Father, okay? 
And so now this, this period of time, and they didn't know how long, but it was going to be a 10-day span that they would pray and believe for the promise. You know, if you, praise God, there's over 3,000 promises in God's word. Over 3,000. And, and if we believe God at his word, there's something in there for you. There's enough promises in there to cover what you need. Amen. For my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he's promised to do a lot of things to find out what he has promised. You see in Isaiah 66 verse 8, the Bible says, As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. When Zion got, man, when you, when you get down to business with God, and you begin to travail in prayer, and you begin to believe God for something that you don't even know what the results are going to be. You don't even, you have no clue if God does this, what's going to transpire. But, hallelujah, when you travail, you can bring forth your children. And so something was about to happen in the upper room that would change the history. It would change the future because it was the birth of the church of Jesus Christ. The birth. So here's, the, here's these pregnant believers. They're waiting on the promise. And they want, they want to go full term with this baby. Don't you want to go full term when you have a baby? You don't want it to be premature. Although God could even protect that child at premature uh, term. But you want it to go full term. And God wants us to go full term with him. Wait upon the Lord and he'll renew your strength, he said. And you'll mount up with wings as eagles. But when I believe when the devil raised his head, he saw a birth he could not abort. America is aborting, aborting children left and right. Babies that are, you know, and this is sanctioned by our government. But it's not sanctioned by God. And it's not sanctioned by the Christians that believe that abortion is not of the Lord. I'm telling you, it's murder. Praise God. Here it is. He saw a birth he couldn't abort. He couldn't do anything about what was being birthed in that upper room. Glory be to God. Amen. You know, every episode that Jesus went through, his whole life, when you talk about his birth, boy, that was tremendous, wasn't it? And, and then his miracles and his teachings, boy, that was a tremendous. But it seemed like it was, he was building. Everything he did, it, it got better and better. And, and then here comes his resurrection. Wow. But now, as he ascends to the Father, he sends back the Comforter, the sweet Holy Ghost of God. Pentecost. And it ushered in the dispensation of grace that we're living in. I'm glad I'm not living under the law. I, I'm glad, you know, when that, they brought that woman in the temple and they, it was about to stone her and said, we caught her in adultery. What do you say we do? They were trying to catch him in a, a, a law trap. But let me tell you, he said, you that's without sin cast the first stone. And they got, they got to thinking about that. Well, you know, I've sinned. You see it? Yeah, I've seen it. The stones begin to hit the temple ground. Hallelujah. And they got out of there. But here she is waiting on some type of answer. 
And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. They didn't condemn you. They walked out. They realized they were sinners too. We all were sinners saved by the grace of God. It was grace that happened on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. Because it ushered it in. He saw a birth. He couldn't do nothing about. No doctors could say, hey, it's the law. We're allowed to do this. No. Praise God. He could not abort. And you know a lot of people today are aborting the will of God in their lives. And Jonah tried to abort going to Nineveh. And you, you go throughout the Bible and boy, they, people try to get out of what God's trying to get them in. You know? Hallelujah. And, and there's a lot of people in COVID right now that's kind of, in, in one sense, kind of glad that, hey, I don't have to go to church. I sort of got an excuse right now. Don't play on that. Praise God. I'm glad you're, you're here tonight. And you know, and I know there's some people that can't. I understand that. But we have to be careful. Don't abort the will of God in your life. Another thing the devil saw uh, in the upper room was a unity he could not divide. Because the Bible says in verse 1, they were all with one accord in one place. They were in one accord. But I tell you, if we can get the church in one accord, what could we not do for God? Amen? I'm telling you, when the church gives a mindset that, hey, and this is good too, if I do it, and I don't care who gets the credit, Amen. okay? Don't call my name. Don't, don't, don't pat me on the back. I'm doing it as, as unto the Lord. And you don't care who gets the credit, man, the church will get on fire. Yeah. Great things will be done, and people will be doing things for God behind the scene. You ain't got to call my name. Hallelujah. And that's a blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Unity makes the devil mad. Churches are dividing for over just little stuff. Not so much doctrine, but it's the little stuff. I was talking to a lady the other day, and um, she said her church split over the curtains in the fellowship hall. Because uh, they, they wanted to change. I don't know if it was a deacon. She didn't go into a lot of detail. I, didn't, I don't really want to hear it anyway. But, uh, but she said that there were some that wanted to put new curtains up. But grandma so-and-so put them curtains up years ago. She made them by hand. And they're not coming down. What? Are you crazy? I mean, really? And you're going to leave the church because they're wanting to change and update a little bit and make it look prettier? This is a house of God. It ought to look better than my house, your house. Hallelujah. And you got a beautiful church. Thank God for it. Amen. Unity. It makes the devil mad when God's people can come together in one accord and get together and do things like sending these missionary boxes off and, and blessing other people along the way. Man, I appreciate what you're doing for the Lord. The women's ministry, the men's ministry. Man, it's just, it's, it, you're doing great things. Keep doing it for the glory of God. What they were doing as they were praying in that upper room, they were building unity among themselves. They were in fellowship. They were in prayer. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you, where there is unity, your marriage will work. Where there is unity, the business will flourish. Where there is business, uh, 
where there's unity, the church would roll on and, and do great things for the glory of God. Amen. We need to say goodbye to gossip, say goodbye to that old proud look, and say goodbye to that negative talk. I, one thing I hate the worst, I reckon, is negative talk. You know, well, we've never done it that way before, and, you know, I just don't think that'll work. You know, just negative stuff, negative, negative, ne negative Nancy. I hope there's no Nancys in here. <laughs> negative Nancy. Man, just... Have you ever thought about just praising God? Just loving on the Lord and, and thank God for what you got? Quit looking at what you don't have and start praising Him for what you do have. Man, we're a blessed people. Hallelujah. So unity, the devil couldn't divide that unity because it was so strong. Amen. When the church is together, one mind. Amen. You know, it don't take but just a few to say no, and it puts a damper on things. I know. I've been in church. I've been in church work a long time, over thirty-six years, and you got two or three that says no, and it puts a, a it just puts a stick in the spokes. I understand if it's going against the gospel, if it's going against the word of the Lord, but listen, this stuff. If you're trying to upgrade and do better, do it for the glory of God. Hey, if it don't work, undo it for the glory of God. You know what I mean? Not everything that I did in, in ministry worked. I will tell you that. Not everything that I tried to initiate as pastor, not everything worked. But I was man enough to say, listen, we're going to go back and do this thing different now. <laughs> I've asked y'all to, to come along with me with this, but, you know, it don't seem to be working out. So we're going to go a different route. Hey, and listen, don't ever think, well, you know, I said it's going to be this way and be dogmatic about it. And boy, I tell you, that, that's bad. A lot of churches are split over preachers that wanted their way instead of God's way. Amen. Another thing in verse 2, it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Wow. A rushing mighty wind came in that room. Hallelujah. What a powerful thing to feel the, the rush of God's spirit brushing up against the people. He was making himself known as God. I'm here. I'm here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your prayers have been answered. See, when the Lord comes in, the devil's got to go out. He can't stay where the devil is operating. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you ever had a suddenly in your life? What we need today more than anything is a suddenly. It says, suddenly there came this rushing. There was a sound from heaven. Do you know that the angels, uh, I'm sorry, the shepherds uh, were in the field watching their flock by night. Here comes the angels and the heavenly host. Suddenly they came. Over there in Luke chapter 2, it tells about it. There was a suddenly, even with the shepherds. And then on over there were Paul and Silas in the jail. Suddenly there was an earthquake. And it shook the prison. And their shackles fell off. There was a suddenly. And then Paul had a suddenly, just a personal experience on the road to Damascus. Suddenly there shone a light from heaven. We need some suddenlies in our life. Suddenly 
there was a sound from heaven. You're thinking, Lord, when is it going to happen? When am I going to get my financial miracle? When am I going to get uh, this thing, this pain in my side, on my back? When is it going to go away, Lord? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it'll happen suddenly. Amen. Pray for us suddenly. Now, Paul, Paul wanted the thorn in his flesh to go away right now. And he prayed. Nothing happened. He prayed again. Lord, take this thorn of flesh away. Nothing happened. He prayed three times for it to be removed. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. My grace. He said, because my, your weakness, okay, is going to be made perfect in my strength. I'm going to prove I'm God. Listen, if we could do everything on our own, we wouldn't need God. But I realize I sleep in his bed, I breathe his air, I drink his water, I eat his food. Oh, I can't do without God. He might could do without me, but I can't do without my God. Amen. Because he loves us. And there's a suddenly that happened here in the upper room. And see, the devil can't do nothing with a suddenly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because God will do it on time, the right time, and the right way. Because they thought, well, I, you know, Lazarus has been dead four days and we're weeping. And, and we, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? On time. He came the day he would raise him. He came. He said, show me the grave. We're trying to show him uh, uh, all this stuff. Lord, you, you should have been here. So and so. They, they, they ran out of here crying. They don't believe in you no more. Where's the grave? Amen. And you raised him up. That's God. Uh, suddenly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Another thing the devil saw in the upper room when he looked in that window, he saw a fire he could not control. I was talking to Brother Jerry. He remembers uh, when he was in Mr. Blake's class. As a matter of fact, in, in the middle school, I had burnt my leg. I was I poured gas on a rake handle, trying to burn out a rake handle, putting a new handle in it for my daddy. Well, the gas can got too close, and it ex it didn't explode, but it, it it was coming out, and it came on my leg. And I was running around. The, I ran around the house two times. It was dust dark. Mama saw the flame coming off my leg. And she ran, and, 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 and when she took off running, I came in the house. She finally comes in and gets the bed sheets or the linens or whatever, and she puts it out. I'm on the kitchen floor, and it's too late as far as first, second, third degree burns, and I was messed up, and I was out of school for two months. I made my grade that year. I, that's, that's a miracle right there. I made my grade. But I, somebody brought my homework to me every day, and uh, I... I couldn't do anything. I was. I, I went back to school. I was still on crutches when I went back. But let me tell you, that was a fire that was out of control. And you could ask those firefighters in California, how is it over there? The fire's out of control. We try, we try to come in and do what we can, but it seems like of no avail. A fire out of control. And that's what the church should be on fire for God, but not out of control. 
in control. Amen. Because he mans the fire. You know, his fire is in his hand. Praise the Lord. Thank God. This fire uh, of the devil is out of control today. So the worst thing that can happen to the church is when the fire gets out of control. And uh, I was thinking about this man that that stood up in the church one time. He was just a visitor. He would come every now and then. But he stood up and uh, I acknowledged him and he, he stood up and started walking to the front and he said, I'm going to speak in tongues. And he started speaking in tongues. Well, I don't believe it was tongues. I believe so much it was the flesh of God. It was the flesh. And I said, um, I called his name. I said, I want to talk to you in my office, you know, after everything's over. Because it brought confusion. It was, and nobody, there was no interpreter. And, and it brought confusion to my church. You know, we're, we're Emmanuel Baptist Church. And, and and I, I told him, I said, listen, this can't happen. And he stood there and tried to interpret something that he said. But let me tell you, be careful, beware. There's a devil out there. And, and you know, we, a fire out of control is the worst thing that can happen in the church. And he was out of control. He was out of order. But I had a good talk with him that week in my office and he didn't come back for a little while he'd, he'd slip in every now and then but boy he didn't say nothing and see if it's God I can't stop you okay if it's God if, I, if you're shouting and I tell you to quit shouting and you keep shouting I know it's the Lord <laughs> you know what I'm saying because man you, I just I get caught up in that stuff <laughs> But I'll tell you something else he saw. He saw a power that was greater than himself. Because in verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was a power greater than himself. He saw that. He had lit the fuse to the dynamite shack. That's what happened. Praise God. <laughs> There's power in the blow. We're under working power. Amen. And, and, and you know, we need more than just the right equipment. If I want to lose weight, Jerry, which I need to, and I get me a treadmill, it's not going to do me a bit of good. I could stand up on it, you know, put my hands on the bars, but if I don't plug it in, it's not going to work. And if we're not plugged into the power guy, plugged in, that's the right equipment right there we need as a church. Don't plug into uh, something off the wall, you know. Plug into God. Plug into Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He loves you. Amen. You know, in a ski lodge, if you're in a ski resort, you can't tell if everybody's dressed up in their ski clothes and their mask and they've got, got everything. You can't tell the ones that don't know how to ski. If you were on the golf course and everybody's got on their, their golf looking shirts, you know, and their shorts or whatever, you couldn't tell the ones that can't play golf. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> they all look like they can. 
And a lot of times people in the church, they may look the part of a Christian, but they may not be. Just because we dress up don't mean... You know, the, the Bible talks about beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. I've had some come into the church over the years. One man wanted to get up and start playing and, uh, with, on the guitar and singing and all. And uh, I actually led him one time. And then I got word that he was a pedophile. And me and my associate pastor, Jimmy Phillips, we went to visit him. And we talked to him about it. And he denied it. But then... We had always seen it on, online. You can go online. If you're a pedophile, you can go online. And we had the evidence, but we wanted him to confess because I didn't want him up front and we're around the kids and everything. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. The devil saw a lot of things in that upper room. He saw a revival. He couldn't stop. Man, like, like Jerry said, we may, we may have a series of services up through Wednesday night, but that don't mean the revival stops. Praise God, let the revival roll on. Let the Spirit of God that's in you begin to be activated. You know, sometimes it takes uh, uh, some glues. It takes a part A and part B, mix them together. Either one wouldn't work without the other. And that's the way we got to be with God. Praise the Lord. It makes the bond. So true revival, I know, will bring results. There was a, there was a, and I don't know where it was at. I read this story one time where a man owned a little business way back up in the sticks. But he, he owned a business. But he, he was like the only one, you know. And people would come all around and they'd, they'd buy stuff on credit with them. That's when you could do that a long time ago. I remember Western, Western Auto, we'd buy stuff on credit, you know. Hey, but there comes a payday, right? <laughs> anyway, he said he knew when revival come to town. He could tell you, he said, because people would come and pay their bill. They'd pay up. Because a lot of them would get late, you know. But this revival would bring something into focus. Amen. Revival ought to stir our thinking, stir our lives, and get us ready and right for the rapture. The Lord's coming back. And you know, you say, well, I don't know, preacher. I've been hearing that all my life. Well, it's closer now than it ever has been. Amen. That don't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. It might not happen 10 years from now. But we better be ready. Live as if he will come back soon. So true revival is when you've been bitten by the devil and, and he's hanging on to you like that snake that Paul had on his his arm there, he threw it back in the fire. He shook it off. Shake the devil back off. Amen. Shake him off in the fire. Glory be to God. You're a winner. You're not a loser. You're an overcomer in the name of Jesus. You're the head and not the tail. So I believe this. The greater our assignment, the greater our assistance from the Lord. Okay? And their assignment didn't seem like a big deal just go and tarry in the upper room, wait for the promise of my father. That wasn't a big assignment. It wasn't like you got to go try, try to save Aberdeen. Did you know that in Moore County right now, and I looked at it just this week, 
In Moore County, there's over 100,000 people. Isn't that something? There's over 100,000 people, and they're still coming. There is work to do for God. It will fill up every church in Moore County if we get busy. Okay? So it ain't like, oh, I hope they don't get any of my sheep. No, there's enough sheep to go around. 100,000 people. Look it up yourself if you want to. Praise God. We've got an assignment. And the greater our assignment, the greater our assistance will be. And he will show up. Because in verse 41 of the same chapter, uh, verse 41, Then they gladly received his word. Peter stood up and started preaching. Okay? After the Holy Ghost came, he started preaching. And, and they that gladly received the word, or his word, were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Wow! 3,000 souls. That's a lot of people. That probably means, I mean, I have no idea. I can't put a number on it. But there was thousands upon thousands there because of what was going on. Let me tell you, there's people out there that need Jesus. You know, and, and revival should get us out of the pew and out into the streets. If it's just at Walmart, if it's just food line, we have an opportunity. Sometime when I drive through a drive through and I see a girl at the window or I'm getting my food and I hadn't seen her before, uh, I'll ask her, I'll say, you know what? She'll say, what? Jesus loves you. You know, and she says, I know, I, I, I thank you for that. And you know, you never know what that means to somebody. Jesus loves you. Amen. I didn't ask her was she saved. I didn't ask her, you know, I'll ask them that. Because, you know, there's a proper time to do, do things of that nature. But I'm going to tell you, we need revival. Our world is crushing and crashing in. We need Jesus to come on the scene. And what the devil saw in that upper room, hallelujah, we can overcome. Amen. We, we, we are overcomers and we can have these things. The unity, the fire that's in control. You know, that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Y'all come on up and, and sing a, let's sing a song. If you will, bow your heads as they come and let's pray. Praise God. Dear Lord, I want to thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for what happened in the upper room. I thank you, Lord, that it changed the whole face of the world. Because now we live under grace. Oh, God, thank you for the grace. Your grace is sufficient when we're down and out and discouraged. And financially, Lord, things may not be going good. But my God, he can answer and heal and deliver. Lord, touch your people. You know who needs what, Lord. You know the hearts that may be heavy. Something's going on in the home or something's going on with the children. Something's going on down at the business. Lord, I just need your help. Hallelujah. Father, we call upon your name tonight. Lord, let this revival continue, the spirit of revival to flow in this church. Lord, when Jerry stands to speak the word of God Sunday morning, he'll feel the power of God. Lord, and the people will receive it and respond to it. Thank you, Lord, for that. 
Pentecostal time. Not a church, not a denomination, but the Pentecost that we receive through grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, if there's anybody that needs to come to this altar, don't let them tarry. Let them, Lord, speak to that heart now, right now in Jesus' name. As we sing this song, amen. Hymn number 28, 28, to God be the glory. To God be the glory, great things he hath done, so loved he the world that he gave us his son.
Thank y'all so much. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah, brother.